Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Selena. And I'm Gracie. And we are recording our new podcast. TBD on the actual title. Um, I feel like we both tried sourdough and new hobbies watercolor Mm -hmm. lots of crafting lots of baking (laughs) so it only feels right that we're also trying this podcast life (laughs) yeah Yeah. i think we've gotten to the point where we're like okay what else can we do i mean this still involves staring at our computer but what else can we do that doesn't involve watching everything on netflix or hulu or hbo go which i've kind of run run through my list of shows and this is a good good next option yeah (laughs) and just spend some time with you talk (laughs) why don't you start us off awesome so i am gracie i am based in washington dc this august i will have been here for 10 years which is nuts Um, i moved to dc in 2011 for school which we'll talk about a little bit later Um, But I'm originally from the Bay Area, from a very small town called Ross in Marin County. Um, And I live in D.C. um, with my fiancé and my dog, Lenny. And my day job is I do uh, recruiting for a large management consulting firm. So I do a lot of events. I talk to a lot of people. I make sure they kind of move through the process and, um, you know, represent our company at a couple different large business schools which is really fun. So I think my, my, what I do during the day is very kind of outward focused. And as an introvert, you know, I really have to turn it on. I kind of have like my work, my work extrovertness, but then kind of in my normal life, I'm a very introverted person. Um, let's see. I love to cook. Um, I love weird socks. I pretty much primarily wear black and I have like 35 pairs of white sneakers. <laughs> love to you. <laughs> Love to cook is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) Lives, breathes food. Yes, definitely. I did a lot from in my life. (laughs) You want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Um, So I'm Selena. Uh, That's like Elena with an S. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I am based in San Diego, California. Um, Also ended up in D.C. for college in 2011 um it was there for a couple of years well there for a few years and then tried Colorado for a little less than a year and then quickly made it back to California um I am a counselor a mental health professional I work primarily with students mostly K through 12 but currently working with undergrad students and primarily first-gen college students supporting them through their process and what it's like to be a student in 2021. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my work is very important to me. I put a lot of value in what I do professionally and I feel like I've been chasing a passion forever and like every year I get a little closer to what that actually will look like. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's me, my work. Um, also very introverted person, but I also love people and I love talking and connecting and like heavy, deep conversation. I don't really do small talk unless I have to. (laughs) I think we're both like that. You know, at parties, we're like in the corner talking to our good friends about something super serious or like deep versus like meeting all these new people and like 
having those intro conversations. Yeah, I just, I I totally am there with you. We both are like that until it's like one in the morning and then Gracie's like, let's go get shawarma. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, that's me. I live here in a house with my husband, which still feels worse to say, but I've been married for a little... Two years? Three years? Almost three years. Three years in June? Three years in June, um, which is wild. (laughs) Um, Been together for eight years next week, which is freaking wild. Um, Have we decided if we're going to curse on this? I was going to say fucking wild. (laughs) I think we can. (laughs) Fucking wild. Um, Yeah, he's the best. I love him very much. Um, Probably the only man in my life that's important to me. (laughs) The rest of the people who mean the most to me are women, and I like that a lot. Um, Awesome. And so I think maybe because this is our first episode, we should tell everyone kind of how we met, how we ended up in DC, because, you know, one of the things that we've been talking about a lot is, I think, outwardly, we're very different people, but inwardly, inwardly, is that a word? Um, We have a lot of things in common. And I think, you know, one of the things in common was the decision to move across the country 3000 miles away at the age, ripe age of 18, uh, to go to to go to school. So I don't do you want to go first? Do you want to talk about like how you ended up not that we need to sell American University. <laughs> I don't think either of us want to do that. But like, yes. how did you make the decision to go across the country? Like, what what was your value prop there? Like, what made you say yes to that experience? Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely talk about that. Uh, I, well, it's strange because like most people, and I live, I live back, I'm born and raised in San Diego and I live back in San Diego now. Although like actively trying to leave. <laughs> she wants <laughs> seasons again. <laughs> yeah, miss seasons, miss, miss a lot, but um, you know, as like, I don't know if this is how you felt too, if it was similar, but in, in California, it was like, why would you ever leave California? The UCC yeah. is so great. Like weather's perfect. You can surf and be in the sun all the time. Like, why would you ever want to go anywhere else for college? And like from a very young age, I think what my 10th birthday, my mom asked me what I wanted to do. And I was like, I want to go to Washington DC for my birthday. Like, I don't know where that came from. Sounds know. like a blast. What my my birthday? I should also tell you end of February. So like East Coast deep mid winter. Mm-hmm. Like, Are you sure? Like, yeah. do you want to go to Hawaii or something? <laughs> no, I want to go to Washington D.C. <laughs> I want to be in the snow and I want to walk among brick buildings and wear a scarf and feel collegiate and whatever. So. As like a Californian, it was like, why would you go anywhere else? And from forever, all I can remember is like, I want to go anywhere. But mm-hmm. yeah. and I also want to like, I feel like there's a there's a trap here, kind of a little bit of like, if you don't leave when there's an opportunity, it's really hard for people to leave, and it's very easy to get stuck in like the sameness of Southern California. And so it was really important to me to leave. And I knew that I wanted to go to the East coast for college. And I knew that New York would probably be a little too overwhelming, but I knew I wanted a city and like Boston was also up on the list, but DC was like, had my heart forever. And I didn't think I had the grades for Georgetown or anything. <laughs> <laughs> I was like this tiny little school in DC sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, my top choice. I applied early decision. I knew I wanted to do. You did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is what I want if I get in where I'm going and then I don't have to worry about anything and I'm done and like, it'll be good. Yep. And 
I think I heard of AU specifically from like, I saw some random documentary that a student made mm. about like a tiny little village in some tiny country somewhere <laughs> in the world. And it was like beautiful and moving. And I felt like it was like students who go to this school are like doing things that matter and are paying attention mm-hmm. to real things that are happening in the world. The world yeah. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to be surrounded by. That's where I want to go. <laughs> and yep. <laughs> yeah, I think talking a little bit, I think our paths to DC were very similar. I think, you know, when, when you and I were applying to colleges, it was that same mentality of like, you know, there's so many choices in California. Why would you even want to live or even kind of that bubble? I don't know if you had it. I'm sure you had it too. But like the Oregon, Colorado, Arizona bubble were like, that's as far as everyone in my high school went for the most part. Yeah. Some people like went wild and went to Washington State, but mostly like Oregon, Colorado and Arizona if you weren't going to school in California. Um, I also remember kind of when we were applying for schools, the UC system was really struggling and it was really hard to get into like the good UC schools. Like I remember top people in my class, like not like only getting into UC Santa Barbara, only getting into UC Santa Cruz. Um, And California really, I think the California school system was really struggling with funding over, over, uh, not overpopulation, is that the right word? But I think when we were applying in the year of what, 2010, 2011, like the California system wasn't as strong as I think it is now. And it was before. Um, So what? I don't know how much better it actually is. Yeah. I didn't even apply to any California schools. Like that wasn't ever really kind of what I wanted to do. Like, like you, I knew that I wanted to, I wasn't sure how far I wanted to go, but I knew that I, you know, I didn't want to go to go to Santa Barbara. I wasn't really interested in moving down to LA. Um, Oregon wasn't really for me. Um, and so kind of, I think my path to DC was very similar, but I, I think, you know, at a, as a sophomore in high school, I started to get really involved in and interested in politics and policy and kind of the world um, and was looking for ways to kind of get involved in that and was able to get involved in, in a more local way, getting involved with some like, we won't get into it, but like Israel groups in the Bay Area, getting involved with Israel groups kind of on a national scale. And so that kind of piqued my interest of like, oh, maybe I want to study international relations. Where should I do that? Um, And when I kept on looking on programs around that, it kept on bringing me to the East Coast. Um, I happened to get like a flyer for a summer program. I think it's called NSLC. Yeah. Um, And there was like a foreign policy one week program at American University and I went down to my parents I'm like this is perfect like I need something to do um and so I ended up spending a week in DC um the summer before my senior year of high high school and we stayed in the dorms at American University we did like model UN stuff Uh, that's where I met Lizzie yep um and we like spent the week in DC maybe it was two weeks um and then from there Um, kind of a similar situation where like I knew I didn't really have the grades to like go to a Georgetown probably maybe could have gotten to GW but it would have been a stretch so I ended up applying early decision to American found out December 15th and was like done Uh, that's that's all I need you know and I I don't actually I think I maybe submitted like two more applications but I truly I don't even think I finished the rest of my apps Um, I did apply to the UCs and the CSUs because I think um, I feel like we could talk about this for so long because so much is like coming back because this was yeah. like <laughs> I guess they were 20 Gracie's 28 28 and I'm going to turn 28 in a week 10 years ago mm-hmm. um, so it was 10 years ago so 
it doesn't, I don't feel 10 years removed from my 18 year old self, but yeah, in some memories, like I do, because this is hard to remember. But I think um, like financially, it was also something I was weighing because like you were saying with the UC system at the time, it was like, it was going to be cheaper to go to a private school with scholarship than it yep. would have been to go to an in-state school, which was just wild. Mm-hmm. And like, I was doing all that on my own and trying to figure out what that would look like. So I was like, I mm-hmm. might as well go where I want to go if it's going to even be more affordable, which is just wild. Yeah. But yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I applied to like, I had had to apply to UCs and the CSUs beforehand. Mm-hmm. But I heard back from AU before I heard back from any of that. Yeah, we heard back from AU for early decision before winter break. And so, like, all of our – I don't even think the applications to, like, the UCs were even due until after, like, January 1st or something. Which was such a nice feeling to know where I was going. Yeah, I was definitely kind of one of the first of my – at least my immediate peer group in in high school that, like, going into second semester of high school, my last semester of high school was like, yep, I already know – where I'm going, what I'm studying, what's going on, yeah. and kind of, kind of like mentally and prep for all of that, which was interesting. I think it's also interesting that like, A, like California girls who didn't want to be in California mm-hmm. also like both discovering and a, a passion for things bigger than us at the yeah. time, like with in different ways and for different things. But I think both of us were drawn to DC and AU for like the opportunity to, to do something bigger than ourselves. And like saw college is like the time to figure out specifically what that meant, but also like, at least for me, I'm like the big picture. Like I want to, I want this to mean something. I want to do something beyond just like. Pardon. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's also a unique experience I mean, we definitely had fun in college, right? But I think it was a very unique experience being at AU, being in our friend group and kind of what we were looking for out of college. Like, at least in my opinion, like I wasn't looking to go to a massive school where I needed to join a super social store. Like, that's not what I was looking for. You know, I wasn't looking to party and get, you know, shit faced Wednesday through Sunday. Like, that's just not the type of experience that I wanted. Like, I really want, I knew I wanted to intern and work and like be, like you said, like in a city where like I could get around easy and I didn't need a car and like I could hop on the Metro and have a really independent experience. Um, And I think what I liked about American over GW, for example, is I liked it still had a campus and it felt like a cohesive school. Like it wasn't like you're like at GW or NYU, you know, you walk down the street and you don't even know you're in a university area. Um, so I liked that American kind of offered that classic American feel, but it didn't offer like the social scene, at least that I found <laughs> it didn't offer like the social scene, the party scene, anything like that, that you might get elsewhere. Yeah, totally. It was like the perfect balance of all of the things that I, I we wanted. Like mm-hmm. it was like culturally like expected that you have an internship every year like Mm -hmm. it was all about like what what are you doing outside of class like what's your thing like what are you passionate about yeah which I think is like DC as a whole that's that's like the embodiment of the DC personality (laughs) yeah and like AU was the perfect like baby we're gonna ease you into that (laughs) and like it didn't feel that way but I think looking back like it was that it was like the perfect little DC microcosm which is amazing I mean like I in like the applications I just submitted, like you read them, like I think there's so much that was formative about AU and DC uh-huh. for me. 
in a way I'm really, really grateful for. Like I would not change any of that. Yeah. I think it definitely taught us, at least compared to some of my peers that went to other schools, I think we grew up faster. And the fact that like every, if we wanted to go out for dinner, we were hopping on the Metro. You know, if we wanted to see our friends, we were, a lot of people lived off campus pretty early on. Like we were very independent and learning how to maneuver around a city on our own super early. Even if you were interning on the Hill, like you would have to get up, get on the Metro, get yourself there, get yourself back. Um, And I think like it, I think it sparked a, it sparked passion for a lot of us, but it also just taught us how to grow up in a different, taught us how to grow up and be independent kind of in a different way than being independent in high school or. Yeah. And I think for me, my, like my parents are divorced. I have, I feel like I had already grown up pretty Mm -hmm. early, but it was so, I felt like at home because it was so nice to be in a place where like all the things that prohibited me from doing that or like got in the way like I had to have a car or I had you know back in California I had to have a car I had to be able to you know do all these other things DC was like okay you've been wanting and like practicing for these things like now we require that of you and mm-hmm. it was, it was, yeah this is a good question if you were to knowing what you know about yourself now take out like the friends that you've made like assuming that you would meet the same people if looking back on your college experience and what you know about yourself now and what you think you would have wanted now, would you have changed where you went to undergrad or, and second part of that, if you had to pick another school or a type of school, what would you have done looking back on it? I mean, that's hard. Like, I mean, I met my husband, I met Michael. Right, right. Well, I guess I'm I'm not him, but. Imagine whatever you pick, he was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I mean, I don't think I would change anything. I think mm-hmm. DC is like the best place. If, if you're like, that if you're a person who cares about those things if you are looking for I don't know to like discover parts of yourself that are aligned with like passion and justice and mm-hmm. politics and the world and all of that like yeah. I think there's no better place to go to college than DC yeah I don't think I would change it would what about you the same question I'm not sure that I would change it but I think I would have had a more fun experience at a slightly bigger school. I don't think I was ready going out of high school. I don't think I was ready to be at like a, an a hundred thousand person school where every single one of my classes was 300 people in mm-hmm. auditorium seating. Like I really liked the fact that American had like 35 people classes and stuff like that. Like that was really important. Like that's the only way I can learn really. That was really important to me, but I think that I could have had more fun. And I think I got a lot of my fun spilkies out as a teenager. But I think I could have had, you know, when I talk to some of my other friends or my fiance, you know, like they talk about like all these crazy stories about college and stuff. And like, we have a few of those, but I don't know that like, when I think about college, that's not what I think about. Like, I think about like all the internships we had and like things like that. Yeah. Versus like, remember that really time where this thing happened? And so like, I think maybe a slightly bigger school would have been maybe a little better for me. Yeah, but I think like if that w- if we really went to a slightly better bigger school and like those things were happening, like would we, we still wouldn't be a part of them anyways? <laughs> parties, like yeah. Oh, are you ready to leave yet? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I I I think about like I think DC was the right place for me and and everything like that. But I also do kind of like we didn't really get like a sports experience. Like not that I love sports or anything like that, but like there was no school spirit. Like there was nothing. I have, I walked away from American University with no, like, AU pride, or, like, I'm so excited to tell other people about the school, which I think, like, 
even at other small schools where people love it so much because of the experience and kind of like the alumni network and like other little things I just don't feel like there's like a connection of like if someone had come to me and is like my daughter's applying to American can I can they talk to you like I'd probably say no (laughs) because like I don't know what I would share about my experience except for like it's really your own thing yeah that's true I guess that's true that it definitely doesn't offer that yeah but But I think it takes a specific type of 18 year old to want that (laughs) I think think oh go ahead (laughs) <laughs> I think yeah I think like the, the part of me that wishes I was more fun wishes I went to a different school but yeah. like, I don't think in in actuality I would have enjoyed that anymore yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true we should say I guess that we're 28 going on 82 like, 75 yeah scary <laughs> but I don't oh, know I like we went to sign of the whale like every week for like a year yeah, yeah that's true I think our senior year was a lot of fun our senior year was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a good, maybe that's a good transition to how we met. You know, we both, we're both from California. We went 3000 miles away from school. We both ended up at American university in Anderson hall for our freshman year um, mm-hmm. on different floors. Um, I, we were talking about this earlier about like, there's not like a specific moment where I'm like, yep, she's going to be my friend. Mm-hmm. But, like, I remember meeting you in, like, different patches during my first and second year. hmm Yeah. So, we had a couple mutual friends. I made through, like, Jewish things on campus. They lived on your floor. That's how we initially got introduced. I think also it's fair to say that, like, a lot of this was with my roommate. Yep. I feel like we can say her name. I feel like mm-hmm. she appreciate us she was like the girl she knew everyone knew her yeah everyone knew her so I was like that she was my roommate and Mm -hmm. we were close but I feel like a lot of that is due to her like everyone I met that I didn't seek out on my own I met through her (laughs) yeah yeah I don't know that I knew Sarah I knew Sarah through someone else Mm -hmm. I knew who she was but like I don't think like she brought you and I together necessarily no Um, and I remember your friends were definitely, I, I met through her. Yeah. Yeah. I think like freshman year, like we'd see each other. Like I definitely knew who you were. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember your thing one and thing two Halloween costumes. Oh. Um, like that's, that stands out to me. Oh, that's. Um, I remember like the, didn't you guys like always decorate your door or something? You guys, <laughs> me, <laughs> you, didn't you always decorate your door? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I spent a lot of time on your floor. Um, and then sophomore year, you lived with our mutual friend, mm-hmm. um, and we were both in the same dorm building again, McDowell, is that what it was called? I think so. McDowell? Yeah. Um, and I think the first memory outside of the group of friends that we'll talk about in a second that I have of you is Halloween, where we were going to a frat party all together, mm-hmm. and it was kind of the first time that my group of friends and your group of girlfriends merged and went together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so like that's the like the second year of college. Yeah. The really beginning of second year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a very my favorite rich. pictures of us are from that night. <laughs> I was a dog. Selena was a Barbie. <laughs> um, okay, Gracie has like beautiful dark hair. I'm a <laughs> blonde. <laughs> so obviously I was a dog. Everyone thought I was a sheep all night. Um, yeah. And then, I have a very distinct random memory and I don't know where this falls in the timeline of things, but like, I remember one of my earrings fell out 
and you put it back in for, for me. That no, I think I don't think it was that night at all, but Ooh. I had a I have that hoop yeah. and the ball popped out. Yeah. And, and I was like, who would be really good at this? And for some reason, I just like thought of you and I like knocked on your door. And I'm like, I know we don't know each other so well, but like, can you please help me put this earring back in my ear? It's like the, one of those, your, the cartilage piercing. Yeah. Like, teeny, mm-hmm. tiny. I remember being so terrified I was going to drop the ball down your ear. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that like such, I totally forgot about that until like two days ago. Oh my God, you're right. You know, I've been asked to do that for a lot of people I don't know. Really? Yeah, oh, I've okay. been at least four times for people who like I don't know that well, but are like steady hands. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. I think I was just like, okay, like who would who would be like gentle, but also like be able to do this? And like, I guess I just thought of you, and so I came up to your room and asked. Oh, sweet. Um, I can remember that. Yeah, that that I don't even think we were like very close at all during that. <laughs> that must have been before Halloween because I feel like we really bonded over Halloween and like yeah, we just started to hang out a lot after that. Yeah. And so Halloween was kind of like this pivotal moment for us. It was so silly because it was like DC has a weird like brothel law around fraternities and sororities. And so you more than six people living in a house is considered a brothel. Yeah. So they ha- couldn't have like houses, but they had houses and you'd go. Rem- Do you remember like lining up in front of the freshman dorms to be picked yeah. up and to like be thrown in a van with like 10 other girls to be driven yeah. to a frat party? Yeah. They, the way that people, because all the frat houses and sorority, no sorority houses, all the frat houses were off campus, they would, like, designate sober brothers to, like, essentially shuttle people back and forth from the, but I don't, I don't ever remember getting a ride back. No, but we definitely were driven back that night. I remember. I don't remember that. But I remember it's because, like, the person who we were with knew knew that it was getting raided basically i remember hiding in a closet in the in the kitchen i don't remember that at all out the side door did we go home together i think so oh i don't remember yeah see we had fun we did have fun (laughs) yeah so i think that was halloween was definitely like a moment for us but then i think slightly before halloween maybe right after i started dating someone in a friend group that kind of our girlfriend group merged with. Yeah, because our new girlfriend was also dating one of those boys. Mm-hmm. So there, you can describe this. But there was essentially like a guy group and a girl group that like some were dating, some were not, that kind of formed a larger group and all of us became very super close, I think, sophomore year. Yeah, and like the boys all kind of lived close to each other in the same building. Mm-hmm. And then we all were kind of close to each other. I think also at the time, like one of my closest friends was abroad and I don't know, it feels like sophomore year of high school again, where like it's in that, it's that transition year where like your friends you made at the beginning, maybe are not necessarily your friends. I don't know who my close friends are yet, but it was like that stage where that group started to form. Yeah, I feel like freshman year for me was definitely like kid in a candy store of like, look at all these new people I can meet. And I had like a bunch of random friends and sophomore year, it narrowed down. Well, I thought it had narrowed down after freshman year and then it narrowed down even more after sophomore year. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, it was like all these amazing people who are going to be in my life forever. And then sophomore year was like, oh, well, I actually don't have anything in common with these people except for the fact that everything was new and shiny and exciting freshman year. And so it started to narrow out. And the person that I, that I thought I was going to be very close to friends with throughout college, I mean, we knew we were very different, but I think there was like a 
very different moral, a very large moral difference um, that I, I started figuring out kind of sophomore year, which led me to look for other females to be friends with. Yeah. I think maybe this is a different episode, but I think it's also important to talk about that. Like we both also had very close female friends from high school mm-hmm. still, and are still close with not a lot, but like mm-hmm. a couple that, that we were still really friends, close friends with. So I feel like, yeah, and I, like I think it's impacted. Like I'm not quite sure what I'm looking for here, you know? Right. And I think one of the similarities between the two of us is like, we would so much rather have like two incredible friends than a massive group of like semi-incredible friends. And I think, I think I was definitely kid in a candy store high school through first section of college. And then, and this is still something that I'm thinking about and working on now is like, who do I want in my life and how do I make that work for myself versus like, I'd so much rather have three incredible people in my life than six people that I can kind of maybe sometimes rely on. And I think for me, sophomore year of college was a moment where I was like, oh, these people are not going to be in my life for a long period of time. There's too too big of discrepancies in kind of what we believe in and how we are as people and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you came in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we can talk about this where like, I think outwardly, especially when I first met you, I was like, she's fun. She's super nice. But like, I don't know what we have in common. Like, I think we present very different. We were, we were chatting about this beforehand, but like, I, you can usually find me in like black jeans, a black shirt. Like I present very dark and like cynical and kind of like serious. (laughs) And Selena, (laughs) Selena was like in a tulle skirt and like glittery sneakers and like a pink polka dot shirt and had bows in her hair. And like, I think we present very different. I I didn't wear shoes a lot back then. (laughs) I definitely wore shoes. (laughs) Um, yeah, I think, I think one of the greatest examples, I think you've said this before, like to illustrate our differences is like walking down the street. I'm like the first person that yes. people take a picture of them or like, no one ever asked me for directions. No one ever asked me for anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I very rarely get stopped on the street to ask for pictures or directions or help in general. And I think like when I'm with Selena, we get stopped like every five seconds cause she's very approachable looking like she's like light colors and bright and like seemingly very energetic and I just don't present that way (laughs) I think yeah I mean yeah we can talk about this later too I think there's like like we've talked about before I'm like at our core we're very very similar Mm -hmm. but the way we show that is very different yeah and I'm like out there with it open all the time lovey hugs all that (laughs) stuff yeah like I don't know and I think you 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 show that differently I show it differently. And I also think it takes, I think it takes a while for both of us to like really trust someone and like bring them into our very inner circle. But I think you're more optimistic about it at first than I am. Yeah. To a fault sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Like that is something like, you're like, Oh my God, they're incredible. Like I want to be their friend and like kind of jump into it head first where I kind of like dip my toe in and then see, and then change my mind and say no, and then find someone else. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, Grace, you remember that time when you said this and said that that person was going to be terrible? Turns out they are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a faster judge, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also a fault, but... Okay, so that brings us through sophomore year. I'm dating this person. He's part of this boy group. You meet your future husband as part of this boy group. Oh, I hate everyone, it. <laughs> everyone, everyone breaks up except for you guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's another story, but... 
comes time to pick our housing for junior year. Yeah. And, and we decide that us plus a mutual friend um, who's no longer part of our circle um, are going to live in a one bedroom apartment off campus together. <laughs> okay. Loosely decide. Like, yeah. Best of worst case scenario. <laughs> like best mm-hmm. of worst options that we yep. can afford is three of us in a one bedroom. Yeah. I think that's the key that we could afford. So we sign a lease. We move into a one bedroom. There are three twin beds in the single bedroom. <laughs> um, we throw a lot of parties there. You know, in a one bedroom. Yep. One All bed- of us had boyfriends at the time. Yeah. It was not pretty. Um, but I think from that experience, you and I got very close. <laughs> That's such a distinct memory of coming home one day to seeing your ex-boyfriend just like you know you know there's a lot of like scheduling that you have to do when you live with that many people for certain things yeah I think (laughs) we were all very close and had to get very close because of our living situation but I also think that three is always a very tricky number right like there's always two people that are closer at least in my experience or two people that bond over something and I think that's exactly what happened to us like we came in all three of us is like very close all in different ways. Like I had a relationship with you. I had a relationship with the other person. We had a relationship together and we all had kind of individual relationships with each other. But I think like as time went on and different things happened, um, you and I definitely became significantly more close. I think that also started to happen like after we signed our lease, but before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It started, I think it started to happen earlier than we started living together. Yeah. Cause it was like the end of, sophomore year and we stayed there that summer Mm. remember yep and yeah by the like by like October it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then October not October then I went abroad yes I was so second second semester junior year you stayed in that apartment Mm -hmm. and Sarah came (laughs) and Sarah came back and lived with you again Mm -hmm. and then we signed a lease for our senior year really off campus four of us mm-hmm. in a two-bedroom. I forgot Sarah lived there because she was gone so much. <laughs> yeah. And it was me in one room with someone else and you in, in the room with Sarah. Mm-hmm. And we spent our entire senior year there. Yeah, and it was wonderful. It was yeah, it was a very good living experience. Like, I think there were, like, some hiccups, but, like, overall a very good living experience for, like, what it was. Yeah, and I feel like the hiccups were never between you and I. No, no. I, I think remember. we were like the state stability bar holding the whole apartment together. Yes, in every way. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And I think that brings us, so that was senior year. Mm-hmm. After senior year, you moved away, mm-hmm. like two weeks after we graduated. Yeah, I had like an, uh, the first of many to come, I guess, identity crises. <laughs> <laughs> was like... Yeah, because like sophomore, junior year, I realized that I didn't want to study journalism anymore and I wanted to work in education and all my internship and all my work experience was in education. But AU's only major option for education was to be a teacher and I knew I didn't want to be a teacher, but mm. I knew that I wanted to study education. So I kind of just stuck with my major and then it's like, I don't know what I want to do, but I know I want to work with kids and I know that I want to work with like nonprofits, politics, policy related to kids and education. I guess I'll figure it out, but I know that DC was really overwhelming to me at the time because everyone I, I felt like everyone I knew had gotten a job or like was headed in a very specific way, and I missed the 
I miss certain aspects of California life that DC was just never going to be able to offer. And the second I got back to California, I was like, I miss what DC has that San Diego's <laughs> never going to offer. So I'm just constantly looking for the balance, I guess. But yeah, I moved away because I was like, don't have a job yet. I'll figure it out when I get home. Mm-hmm. And I stayed in DC. I moved into, and we can talk about my studio experience in a different episode. I moved into a studio by myself downtown. Most of my friends were either still in school and, or not in DC. So that was a very different year for me. Um, I went from like an extreme of living with, you know, four girls in an apartment that were all super close and did everything together and like having a social life around me to like not having that, um, which was, which was very interesting and different. Um, and then since then we've never lived in the same city. Mm -hmm. It's a tragedy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like actively trying to Rectify. We're trying to find ways to, to be in the same place at some point in the near future. But I think that brings us to now. Yeah. Any other stories that come to mind or any just memories? Well, I remember going to Vermont with mm-hmm. the whole group, which was really fun. This, this yeah. was like, you know, it started off on really high and like everything was going really great. And like and we had a ton of fun together. Yeah fun together like summers were really fun in dc together like parties hanging out cooking the group was like always trying to make plans which i think was really important for us Mm -hmm. um and not only trying to make plans in terms of like trying to party but like this group was like let's all make dinner together you know like i think it really provided us the social life that we needed at that moment well like all those embassy events like Mm -hmm. classic hashtag dc live but like (laughs) the embassy events going to movies yeah. yeah it was really fun and like vermont we went to vermont because one of our friends had a ski house or something condo i don't know i don't ski i didn't ski but we had a great time i remember it was a lot of fun mm-hmm. that was our sophomore? senior sophomore year sophomore. spring break yeah because it was like michael and i started dating in february and it was like yep end of March it wasn't yep. that long after that and I was like I don't know if I want to do this but Gracie's going so I think it'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> yep that was fun you guys came and visited me over winter break I think it was senior year in in northern California yeah we drove that was great that was so fun oh my god um, I ate so much food I thought I was pregnant <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my life <laughs> I don't think we've talked enough about the food and your family and how <laughs> important that is to you and me <laughs> Yeah, we can do a whole episode around food. Um, When you were abroad, your dad, you were still abroad in Paris, and your dad came to help me move everything, came to D.C. to help me move everything from the old apartment to the new apartment because you hadn't come back yet. Mm -hmm. That's when I knew I wanted to be adopted by the Goldbergs. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think... It was one of those things where my program ended really late and we had to move out of our current apartment earlier than I was done with my program. And I was like, well, it doesn't feel right for me to say like, okay, like take all my shit, move it yourself. See you there. Like I'll see you in the apartment setup." Yeah. But it was like, we all knew that. Like I was not, it was not expecting that at all. And your dad came and it was the sweetest thing in the world. <laughs> Took you out to pizza. Yeah. We went to two Amy's. Yep. Went to two Amy's. Yeah. Um, and then I think through the years, 
I think we've done a fine job at seeing each other, seeing each other, but I don't know that we've like, I think for a while, like we were both in financial situations where like, if we were flying across the country, it was a pretty big deal. And like, if I was flying to California, like I was going home, I wasn't going to San Diego. Yeah. Um, and so like, I think throughout the years, we, you came to DC a couple times. I came out to San Diego for your wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw each other in LA. We saw each other in LA once. That was right after we graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think moving forward, one of our goals is to like make a, make a point to be physically in each other's lives a little bit more. And now that we're in a place where that just makes a little bit more sense, we're older, we're more in control of like what we want to do and how we can do it. And I think that's an important part of our friendship moving forward. Yeah. I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, 2020 and quarantine and all of that obviously has had a lot of horrible effects, but I think we've kind of, not that we were bad about it before, but I think we like gotten to a rekindled. Yeah. And like have been pretty intentional about the way that we've like made that work and effort for each other. Yeah. I think we're both very much people that like really good at paying attention to what's in front of us. Like I think we were always people that when we'd see each other and meet back up, we could start off where we left and like, it was never weird or anything, but like, I think for at least me, and I think you feel the same, it's it's harder to communicate because we value such deep friendship and such deep relationships. Like we know that that's never going to take place over texting. And yeah. so it's it's a lot harder to maintain a friendship like like the one we have when we're so far away just over texting. And I think you said it perfectly, but one of the best things about quarantine and having all of our relationships go virtual yeah. <laughs> is that you and I have been a lot more intentional about it. And also like we never FaceTime before this year, like mm-hmm. on like big occasions, like birthdays and things that we were celebrating. But I think this is the first year where we're actually like seeing each other face to face more often totally. than, than we have in five years. <laughs> I think we've also been the most stable, which is like, mm-hmm. I think something we can get into in later episodes and as we talk to other people our age and things, but I think, you know, we're almost 30. We're getting, I mean, I'm about to like blow up my life again, but like, I, I feel the stability of like the same job for the last few years and like mm-hmm. the city we're living in for the last few years. Like so much has been, I mean, I chase change far more than you do, but yeah, you know, like, I felt more stable in myself to be able to like do that more, more like reliably, I guess. And then 2020 hit and it was like, Nope, stay home. So yeah. Make yeah. It- I totally agree. And I also think that like, even though we didn't like small chat, small talk chit chat all the time in previous years, you were still the person that like, if I had a big life question or really wanted to talk through something deeply, you were still the first person that came to mind. And I think that's how like, we would go a couple months without texting, but then we'd like hop on the phone for like three hours. And that's kind of what our relationship existed around. Um, Because I know that you and I process things different, but kind of come to similar results. And you'll tell me what I need to hear or tell me to be nicer, which is really important. And I think like, you'll, you'll challenge, you'll support me, but you'll challenge me to get me to the right answer versus like someone just telling me like, whatever you want, go for it. Like, that's not how I don't respond well to that. Yeah. Well, and you do the same for me. I think you definitely, I think I also like appreciate and I'm trying to be better about seeking that out in friendship or like being very upfront about the fact that I really appreciate that in friendship is like, I want that like challenge. I think even like even down to like when I was getting married, I remember saying like, 
if you like you've known me and Michael for about for the whole of everything like yeah. anything I'm not seeing or like anything you should tell me like please tell me you know like I've I've appreciated how honest and like how that's always felt like it's come from a place of love like always even if it comes in it's like <laughs> I don't really do that. yeah <laughs> but I appreciate yeah. that I'm like I think something what I value the most like cherish about our friendship is I feel like we have always been able to be ourselves which I feel like sounds cheesy or sounds like we're in a relationship <laughs> but I feel like and we've seen the, that that grow and change over the years but like I've felt like I, I'm not hiding or being any different version of myself when I'm with you or mm-hmm. vice versa. And, and that's really like freeing, even though it's different sometimes, or maybe not what I want to hear or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's really nice. I feel very free and very like seen and heard and supported. Well, I appreciate that. And same, same to you. And I think that one of the things that, and we'll talk about this, I think as an underlying theme, but like, we present very differently. We have a lot of things that are different about us, but I think we're both extremely reliable. And like, when it really matters, we're very loyal when it really matters. And I think like, we don't tiptoe around it. We've never had a relationship. And I think because of a lot of the circumstances we've been put into, we've never tiptoed around each other. Like, I, I don't even remember if we've ever had a fight, but like, I think if there's been a situation where like, I wasn't thrilled, you know, like you would know that immediately. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's great. <laughs> Yeah. I think when you, I don't know, I think we, before maybe we even knew what we were doing or how to talk about what we were doing or knew that we were capable of what we were doing, we were giving each other the space and like the respect and the freedom to be, to, to say those things and like be, mm-hmm. be authentic. And I think part of the reason for the podcast is like, I think a lot of people are coming to that realization with themselves or with other people as we get older. And it's been yep. like, we've always been people who have sought that out in our relationships and ourselves, And so being able to like see that in other people and at least for me, get really excited about like, I'm really excited that you're like seeing yourself that way or seeing your relationship that way or seeing this experience that way. And I think that's really, that's really beautiful and really cool. Yeah. I, I could not agree more. And I think that kind of leads us to the next point of like, what, like, why, why should you listen to us? Like, what are we trying to do here? Um, and I think, you know, we're still trying to figure that out, but I think, I think when I think about like what we can bring to the table, it's like, we have very different life experiences and things that we've been through and big decisions that we've made, but like the, our core values and kind of what we hold to be extremely important are, are very similar. And we've always been the type of friends for each other that help each other through those big decisions. Um, even if we have different opinions on it, like even I even remember like when you were deciding to move back to California, like some of our conversations around that, mm-hmm. even as 22 year olds um, and me playing devil's advocate and you kind of giving me the reasoning. And then, you know, we, that's the kind of relationship that we have. Um, and so I think with this podcast, you know, we want to share that with other people. I think we also want this to be a, an opportunity for us to connect <laughs> at a different level than just like texting every week. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, like you were saying, it's really exciting for us to see our friends like get into their passions and build relationships and like start narrowing down who they want in their life. Something you said to me really early on, maybe even like sophomore year of college was like, I'm looking for friends that I want to introduce my kids to, you know, like I'm not looking at, you're like, I, I want friends that like, I know that like I want my kids to meet or like that I want to tell them about. 
You don't remember that? Um, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, but you, you, you said something like to that effect of like, you know, there's a couple people in my life right now that I know, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my children, I want you to meet you. <laughs> um, and we've kind of always been those people in each other's lives. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, everything you said is perfect. You're going to make me cry. You'll <laughs> so probably do that a throughout this podcast. You're going to make me cry because. That's a big difference. She's very sentimental. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a happy crier. <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, yeah. <laughs> feel moved to tears often <laughs> often frequently um, yeah no I love that and yeah I think I think a goal for this like you said is like to help other people see that and maybe you know through mm-hmm. hearing our stories and here I just talk to other people mm-hmm. and hear their stories there's things that will connect for for you and for other people and realize that you know everything has like led you to where you are exactly right yeah. now and whether like, you see that or, or knew that or can pinpoint those things, like they've led you to where you are right now. And I think that's really cool. And we've been lucky enough to be a part of each other's lives to see those things through and uh-huh. we'll continue to do that. And yeah, I think everybody should have that. But yeah. Everyone's lucky enough to have that. So that's what totally we're close. to the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. And I think, um, I think this like wraps up our first episode of who we are, how we met, why you should listen and stick around. And in the weeks to come, you can expect everything from what we've been baking to talking about, you know, big life decisions like grad school or moving away or finding jobs you actually like, um, in and out with friendships, all that fun stuff. So we hope you stick around. Yeah. Thanks for listening and, um, we'll see you soon. <laughs>